All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome back. Wednesday afternoon. The Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where, oh my goodness, uh, you can have all sorts of fun. PlayAlberta.ca. .ca. They have uh, the boost bets if you want to try those. You can uh, do parlay. Maybe you want to do some prop bets. They have it all. Stay within your limits. Use your game sense. Go to gamesense.ab.ca. And oh my goodness. Uh, Vladdy Guerrero just got picked off at second base. Head runners second and third. Two outs. Vladdy gets picked off at second. And the rally... Well, it's not really a rally, I guess. It's over. Yikes. Yikes. Text line 833-401-1440. We got lots of texts flying in. Greg's, I have to say, uh, every Wednesday now, I look forward to seeing who your guest is. I love the long-form interviews. Really insightful behind-the-scenes stuff. Thanks very much. That one comes from Doug. Doug Simmer seems like a genius man. Skipping grade three, done high school at 16, goes to college, gets his dad as his agent. Awesome stuff that I never knew before. Love this segment. That one comes in from Pete. Well, Pete, we appreciate it. You know what? Uh, who is it Wednesdays? Lots of fun. Different guests all the time. We've had curlers. We've had football. We've had hockey. We're going to have lots of other ones. And I think everybody's got a unique story for, for different times. And, you know, obviously Simpson had some great... Uh, behind the scenes conversations really understand about this you know how glenn sather was able to motivate players he you know that's that's one of his calling cards this is what made him so good at how he would challenge you and motivate you at the same time and i thought craig did a wonderful job of explaining kind of how that goes so uh we will uh get to let's go right now let's go around the nhl brought to you by 
McDonald's, where uh, you stop in at uh, Mickey D's right now, because guess what? It's back. Monopoly. Your chance to win all sorts of wonderful prizes. You know the game. Peel the sticker. Could be an instant winner. Get them all. Play it right now at McDonald's. And Connor McDavid. Of course, uh, he will play tonight. It's his third preseason game. He has a goal in each of his first two. I said it the other day. I strongly believe Connor McDavid is going to become only the ninth player in NHL history to have consecutive 60-goal seasons. It hasn't happened in 30 years. The last guy to do it, the Russian Rocket, Pavel Burry in 93-94. Went back-to-back 60s. Gretzky has the most uh, four years in a row with 60. Bossy had three. Phil Esposito actually has done it twice. They had 71-72 and then 74 and uh, 75. Brett Hall had three in a row from 90 to 92. Then guys like uh, Yari Curry, Steve Eiserman, Pavel Bure, Phil Esposito were able to do it in uh, consecutive seasons. Marilyn Mew, also in 88-89. And uh, Connor McDavid, I think, has an excellent chance. You saw that goal he scored in Seattle. Like, Just look at the placement. It's almost impossible for a goalie to stop because they got they're all butterfly goalies now. They go down like that. And as they're going down, you shoot it hard enough, quick enough, can't stop it. Well, McDavid touched on a lot of things. I really want you to focus in on his last answer. It is hilarious. And and anybody out there who plays games with their friends can relate to this. I don't care what game you're playing. You guys are playing, you know what, fantasy football with your friends. Or maybe you have um, a little tournament that involves some sort of athleticism. You're playing golf, right? You're you're playing head-to-head or playing best ball with buddies, whatever it is. When you play against your friends, it's amazing how competitive people get. Now you throw in an entire team of NHL players in an athletic endeavor that's not hockey, so they're playing against each other. I just want you to listen to McDavid's answer. It was so funny, and I'll tell you why. Uh, But first, here's McDavid just talking about kind of how he feels that the team's doing so far uh, in preseason when it comes to understanding the system and everything else. I think we're in a good spot. Um, you know, we've handled uh, everything that's kind of been thrown our way here at camp, and I feel like we've, uh, you know, our game's starting to, to, to see things that uh, we want to see out of our game. And um, like I said, we were in a good spot. Good chance he's not last two to, uh, to, to put it over the top. Is it more about the process and understanding the system than necessarily the results at this point? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you want to see you want to see the system being played. You want to see um, you know guys dialing into the details. I think the little parts of the game that you know summer habits can can uh, can affect. You know, stopping on pucks and being in battles and, and being in shot lanes and stuff like that. All the things that it takes to be successful uh, over the course for an 82-game season. You, you, you focused on a good start this year. Jay's talked about it and you've talked about it. I'm just wanting to come out strong. Is any of that tied to what goes on here in preseason? Like, if you look back to years where maybe you didn't get off to the best start, did you tie it back to preseason? Like, is that- I think it does, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's wins and losses in the preseason. I think it's more what kind of Jason was talking about, and that's, you know, how the game looks, you know, from a system standpoint and guys being dialed into the details, like I said, that it takes to win. Um you know, and I think we've seen that over the, the course of uh, our exhibition season, and we'll continue to look for that uh, in the last two here. 
the predictions are all starting to come out. Start of the season, all us experts make predictions <laughs> who's going to win. Uh, a lot of people are going to pick the Iron Warriors to be in or win the Stanley Cup. Uh, as the captain of this ship, do you? Is it your job to keep everyone in the moment here? Is it your job to slow this train down a little bit? Uh, I've said it. You know, all throughout camp, is it's a long, long ways away. Uh, even being in a playoff series, so there are so many things that have to happen. Um, no season looks the same. No team uh, is the same uh, from from year to year. We got to continue to build our our identity as a group and our um, our game as a whole. Um, and that's our focus. That's it. Um, that's not uh, not for us to, to, to decide what you experts, as you said, like to like to pick. Connor, as the captain of the team, it's the final few days, and there's three or four guys. There's going to be some tough cuts here. How do you approach that? Because with injuries and stuff, the likelihood those guys will be back at some point. Yeah. So, how do you you know do you have individual conversations with those guys just to ensure that they're in the right mental frame of mind in case they're not here come next week? Yeah, you might. Yeah, you reach out to a guy. Um, you know. Um, with that being said, I think we have a tight group from, you know, even our, our American League team. I, th- I thought it was great that, um, you know, those guys were here kind of all all, uh, all through September um, and and because uh, they're going to be with us um, throughout the course of the season, as you alluded to, th- with injuries and whatnot. And um, I keep saying it takes everybody and it takes a whole organization. That includes those guys um, that, that, that might, you know, not be on the opening day roster here. Um, that doesn't mean you didn't make the team or anything like that. I mean, there's so many things like salary cap and, and all that, that, that stuff that goes on that um, can get in the way of, of, uh, of making the team or not. Um, with that being said, I'm sure we'll see them throughout the course of the year and they're going to be big. They're, you know, it takes, like I said, it takes everybody. Um, um, who was your partner, and how were you with pickleball? How far did you go? <laughs> My partner was uh, was uh, Brad Malone, and uh, we went all the way to the final. We lost uh, uh-huh. lost the young buck. Well, it was a little bit. Uh the, the side was stacked. We were in uh, we were in a tough division, a tough conference, and uh, we grinded our way out and uh, beat all the top guys: Boosh, Brownie, Leon. We beat all of them and uh, lost to a, a, a hot young team. They were they were good. It sounds like you don't want to say their names. Like who beat you? guys know it was uh, it was Holloway and Broby. They were they were good. Were you tired? Is that what you're saying you were tired at the end? Uh, I'm not going to say that, but uh, maybe some loss loss of concentration. Happen, but <laughs> uh, so I I, th- I I did a little bit of d- digging afterwards, and here's what I've uncovered about the pickleball. So Evan Bouchard, by many, is considered to be the best pickleballer on the team. He plays it quite often, and uh, supposedly quite good at it. And he was on a team with Warren Fogle, and many had them picked to win. Well, they lost to McDavid and Malone in the semifinal. And when I talked to Fogel about it, he was just like, well, yeah, our side was, you know, way deeper. But I'm like, well, yeah, but if you guys are the favorites, would it matter which side you're on? But then I realized here where I think it's a little salty is that Dylan Holloway is just learning to play and Philip Broberg had never played before. And so the two young bucks, maybe lacking in experience of pickleball, found a way, regardless of who they had to beat, because they still had to beat McDavid in the final, which they did. So I think they're, and it's funny, because obviously, you know, they're, they're laughing about it, but at the same time, 
I think there's a little bit of the pride took a beating by some of the uh, the veterans and maybe more higher ranked pickleballers because the two young bucks Holloway and Broberg were the winners. So I will have to talk to Holloway about this now. Um, and uh, but it was funny because everybody who was on the bracket side of McDavid, oh yeah, our side was way harder. <laughs> Because that's a think about it when you play with your buddies. Oh, yeah, jeez. You know, I lost in poke. Oh, you, you know what? I got rivered. A guy had a, a flush, and I was going with a full house, and he lucked out. He never should have stayed in. You know, it's, it's awesome. That type of chirping amongst buddies, it never ends. It's, I think, half the time why you enjoy doing it as a group. Right? It makes it way more fun. Way more fun. So... Oh, man, people are fired up about the Blue Jays. Hey, guys, send Bichette and Junior to the Arizona Fall League or the Florida Instructional League so they'll be able to learn how to run bases. Yours sincerely, Ricky Henderson and Lou Brock. <laughs> uh, yeah, that... Vl- Vl- like, which is worse, Bichette or Guerrero? Cons? Bichette yesterday or Guerrero today? I-, I would say I think Guerrero. I don't see how you yeah. get picked off there. I mean... Bo dumb, but game one, trying to make a play, you're already down. Uh, Vladdy, it's just laziness. It's not paying attention, not knowing the situation. You got a runner in front of you. You're on second. Like, why do you need to lead off so much? It's just, come on. Yeah. Extremely frustrating, but uh, that's kind of on par for the Jays in the playoffs since, like, 2016. Oh, man. Which is what they do. People are fired up about the it, You know what's interesting? If you look at Toronto, you look at their playoff loss last year, right? It was, it was like, the worst comfort, worst... uh a big lead they gave up in playoff history, I think. I got to double check that. I'm pretty sure. Same group you come back, and now this—it's only they're only down two runs today. It's the you know they're going into the uh, top of the sixth, right? So there's still lots of time left. But man, you lose like that again. I think there will be some people saying, "Hey, we need a little bit more of a focus here," for sure. So uh, we'll find out. But it has not been. Uh, has not been great so far for the Toronto Blue Jays. We will hear from Warren Fogle uh, a little bit later on. Warren Fogle hasn't been able to play with his, what many expect to be his center iceman, but good news on the injury front. Ryan McLeod was on the ice today, skating with his, uh, with the entire group, which at least leaves the door open that he could play Friday in the final preseason game. Matias Ekholm didn't skate today. Would one practice be enough? I guess there's a chance, but something tells me I think it's less likely he could play. But you could see McLeod in on um, on Friday. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a little green and gold. The Elks. Now, their season, uh, as far as playoffs go, uh, isn't happening. But they still have lots and lots to play for. We'll touch on that. More on the uh, Oilers as they get set to take on the uh, the, uh, the Calgary Flames slash Wranglers tonight. Probably more of a Wrangler lineup than a Flames lineup. That and more. The Jason Greger Show, where you can always get involved. You can text us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. 428, welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Oilers Nation YouTube. And people oh, are fired up, man. Hey, it's playoffs. You get emotionally invested. You're up, you're down, you're yelling. The Jays, every inning, they get guys on base. And so far, I can't cash any in. And once again, runners on first and second, no out. Twins making a pitching change. Can the Jays cash a run? Do they ever sacrifice, like, ever? 
I don't know. It doesn't seem to be in their uh, repertoire very much. They did throw down a bunt with runners on first and second and one out. Did it work? Yeah. Oh, but okay. It gave them two outs, so the pot fly was gone and yeah. you know, yeah, sacrifice, that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. With one out, mm, it wasn't great. No. But, okay, so at least they did it. Obviously, I was talking to Simmer when that happened. Um, do you want to go to the uh, orders game? We got a pair of seats to go see the orders and the flames tonight. It's very simple. Text in your email address and the word Simpson. Very simple. Simpson and your email address which you're, with your name. And uh, we will uh, pick a random winner the next break. So you have lots of time. Don't worry. And then somebody's going to go tonight. McDavid, Drysettle, Kane, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, Nurse, Bouchard, Brown, Skinner. They're all in. And uh, quite a few other uh, veterans will be dressed as well. Now, we are going to uh, talk a little football. Always good. It's never a bad time. I love this time of year, man. There's so much going on in the uh, sporting world to talk a little bit of uh, football. As we get to the uh, Elks Report brought to you by Action Electrical. Family-run business, over 50 years of experience. And they can help you right now with all the grants that are available if you're looking to go solar on your house or your residence. Tons of grants available and uh, lots of uh, interest-free loans from the federal government. If you're looking to go solar, learn more at actionelectrical.net. As the assistant general manager for the uh, Edmonton Elks, G. Roy Simon joins us uh, once again. And G. Roy, final month of the season for your team. And I know mathematically you got to win out and then Saskatchewan has to lose out and then you could still make it. But obviously you kind of have a little bit of the eye on next season as well. And often you'll bring in guys, but your team's pretty young, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Is there a need to bring in guys and get them reps, or do you more so just want to get the guys you have more reps? Yeah, our key right now is is um, to you know we're not really looking to, to to next year. We're we're getting as many reps in, as possible for the guys that we have on the roster. We feel um, we are a young group, and and they need every rep that they can get. They need, they need to see every look that they can, um, you know, because you know I, we we feel like we if we can get in. Um, you know, we feel we feel confident that that if we if we get in the playoffs, we can do some damage. Um, but you know, it's just a matter of you know trying to win this next game, and that that happens to be Toronto. What has been the biggest difference from your vantage point in the last six games compared to the first nine? Well, um, you know, the change in offensive coordinator was something that was that was really big for us. Um, Jarius Jackson came in with a different. Um, a different mentality and different um, different idea on how he wanted to um, to run things. I think that was that was our biggest our biggest um, key in, in in turning this thing around. Um, obviously, Trey Ford was is, has played a big part in that. Um, you know, so you know with the, the combination of Trey, you know the way the, the the ability to throw the ball and then to get out of trouble and run around and make plays. Um, has has been really uh, key for us, and and I think you know just getting guys, getting guys involved, uh, you know, handing the ball off at at, at times when um, when we wouldn't normally do it in, in the past. Um, so you know, giving Kevin Brown chances has has been a, has been a key factor, and then guys get healthy as well. Uh, Eugene Lewis coming back off an of injury, um, you know, his first few games back he he wasn't all the way hundred uh, percent, but now you can see how 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 great of a player he is. 
um, you know, with with the with the with the acrobatic catches and, and going up over people, making making plays. So, um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a it's been a great uh, last few weeks. But you know, we we feel we got a lot of work to do, and and we're continuing to 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 work towards that. So, G. Roy, when you look at at your team. As as the assistant GM and you go, okay, you know what areas we want. You've got a young quarterback you quite like. Uh, you know your running back position, I think, is 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 pretty solid. You're always looking to build every area, but I I want to focus on your offensive line. And you know, as good as Kevin Brown has been, that off like when guys are rushing for almost 200 yards a game over a three week stretch, man, the old line's doing their job, no question. Um, is it the threat that Trey Ford's brought, or what's changed? Because you know, Kevin Brown was there for the first nine games, and you guys couldn't run the ball, and then suddenly you can run the ball almost at will. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's you know, when when we don't have success early, you got to stick with it, and that's the key. With with any any um, any you know any great offense, you you got to stick with um, you got to stick with running it, even though um, you don't have success early. And I think you know at times we got away from that um, you know early in the season. We just you know got got a little pass happy and, and tried to put it put it on the quarterback. But you know in the end you know we we have when we when we built this team, uh, we built it from the, from the offensive line back and. You know, those guys are big. They're strong. They're physical. They're they're all other than Mark Hordy. They're all six four plus three hundred three hundred twenty pounds plus. So we we knew that if we if we had the opportunity, you know, you, you keep pounding the ball um, by the fourth quarter. Teams are you know, and and, and those offensive linemen leaning on defensive players. You know, there's a, there's at times there's a forty fifty pound difference. And if you do that for four quarters, by the end of the game, you know they're going to wear down. So that was the that was the that was the vision when we put this team together is, is build from the offensive line back, and then give them an opportunity to not not pass block all the time. We want them being aggressive moving forward and, and moving guys. G. Roy Simon joins us, assistant uh, general manager for the uh, Edmonton Elks. I know you're an offensive guy. Obviously, you love the offense, but you—I think you, as a receiver, probably know what makes a good DB. And, and your secondary was very young, G. Roy. And, and I don't care what league you play in. When there's youth, eventually, at times, there's going to be some errors. But really, kind of seeing the growth almost collectively as a secondary. You know, and I know that one year to the next, there's no guarantee it carries over. But what gives you confidence that your secondary guys will be able to build off of this and come in next season to be better? Well, they're they're all babies. <laughs> you know, if, you know, other than uh, Luchez Purifoy and Ed Ganey, they're babies back there. You know, those guys have have really no experience at all. They're the you know they're they're fresh out of college or or fresh to the CFL. Um, you know, so we, you know, the the thing that gives us confidence is those guys are big, they're fast, and they're physical. Now, early in the year, just just like everybody else, they had to learn and they had to grow up, and it and it took reps to do that. There's going to be some some growing pains with it. There's going to be some missed coverages, but now you can start to see that you know these guys can really play football. Um, they're really getting an, an understanding of the defense and the scheme, and 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 not only. Uh, physically gifted, they're they're starting to they're starting to understand the game, and which makes them really dangerous because then they can just go out and play football. There is no thinking; they can go out and react. So, um, with the more experience these guys get, is the more um, you know they're 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 going to become better and better players. 
um, if we can keep them healthy and, you know, in, in, in our league, because the problem is when you got big physical guys like that, you know, other, other leagues want to come and come and try to steal them. So, um, you know, we just got to, we got to keep these guys healthy and, 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 and keep them all together. When you look at Toronto and Winnipeg, and you were parts of teams, do you were like, you know, winning cultures seem to win lots, and losing cultures seem to continually lose. And uh, how, how do you change that? How do you get from being a losing one to a winning one? Well, um, I, you know, in, in 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 anything that I do, I consider myself a winner. And you know, you don't just win, you know, by snapping your fingers. There's there's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of learning that that goes into it. You got to learn how to. Not only um, you got to not only learn how to play the game, but you got to know how to play winning, winning football, and that's what we're getting right now. You're starting to see that these guys are really understanding one how to be professionals, two how to come and prepare for games, but three now we're starting to learn how to win games. And you know, over the last six weeks, um, it obviously wasn't perfect, but you know, you can you can see the growth uh, week by week in our guys, and 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 see that they're really starting to. Um, you know, they're starting to grow and they're starting to get confidence and they're really starting to understand not only how to start the games but, but finish the games and, and, and play winning football. So, G-Roy, when you look down the stretch here for your team and obviously your focus is to win all the games out, but how do you how do you balance kind of looking at this year and then looking ahead to next season? Because part of an evaluator and scouting job is, is that. So how, how do you, how do you balance that? What, what's kind of the approach for you? And, and I guess when you mix in, even, you know, looking at the, at the youth sport and, and different things like that, as far as uh, what's happening at the football level there for the upcoming draft. Yeah, you always, in, in, in my position, you always have to be evaluating uh, not only for now, but for, for future. And, you know, you have an, have an eye on what's, what's happening right now, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen next week, and what's going to happen next year. So um, right now we, you know, we have, um, we have the team that we have, and, and we're, we're pretty happy with where we are, and we know that we can build with this group. Obviously, there's going to be changes. There's, there's, you know, there's turnover every year in football. Um, so the CFL draft is something that's that's really big for us. And 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 you know we 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 haven't we have an idea what we're going to do in the draft. But you know as we dig deeper in the offseason, we'll 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 be very defined on 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 what and who we want uh, coming out of the draft. And then we also have um, we have a thing called a hot list where. Um, you know, it's a few guys at every position that if a guy goes down, we can we can we can get on the phone and call a guy and have have him in town within 24 hours. Um, then you have your big board where you you know you have you know your top 10, top 20 at, at every position that you know guys that that maybe are in the, have been in the NFL this year or or, or last um, have been you know waiting for an opportunity but you know you you kind of you stay in touch with them you stay in touch with their agents and say and you kind of you just give them a, a blueprint on what you want to do whether it's you want to bring them up in a month whether you want to bring them up sign them in the off season or um you know they want to come to a workout and see how they do there so you're always you, you always have to have a plan of, of action as far as um what you're going to what you're going to do now and in the future G-Roy, as always, great to have you on. Uh, best of luck in the final few games. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That is uh, G-Roy Simon, of course, uh, assistant GM of the Edmonton Elks. And you know what? They've been playing a lot better. Uh, young team. Now, we talked about this. I, I do think it is totally fair 
to question why it took so long to change the offensive coordinator. Because this is not a surprise. I said it last year. He's not the answer to your problems. They finally figured it out. Jarius Jackson, a much better play caller. It's not even close. Trey Ford is more dynamic, no question. And he's young. He's only going to get better. But you just look at how much better their offense is. Imagine had they started the season with Jarius Jackson. Could they won one or two more games? They'd be right in it. They'd be right in it. And and getting playoff experience for your young group, even if you lose, is a big advantage. And so, to me, Chris Jones' stubbornness to not make the change after five years, because trust me, it's the same OC in Saskatchewan. This is, this is not new. And it cost him the year. You, you can't discount that. It cost him the season by not making that change way earlier and not making it in the offseason. That's just a fact. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you, live in the E-Well studio, your local electrical distributor. You need anything electrical? Guess what? The only place to go, ewel.ca. We'll come back with five questions. we got Speck and more on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Rolling through a busy Wednesday. Uh, the con man, uh, I think he might have picked a win or not. Uh, we got one pair. We might have two, but we got one for sure. Pair of seats for tonight's Oilers-Flames game. Maybe you just want to go enjoy a little preseason action. Uh, it's not on TV. You can watch it on Oilers Plus. Again, Stuart Skinner will start in goal. McDavid, Drysettle, Nugent, Hopkins, Kane, Hyman, Brown, they're all in. Nurse and Bouchard are in. The uh, the bottom six, uh, Malone and Pedersen are likely your third and fourth line centers because uh, Derek Ryan's not playing. Ryan McLeod did skate today, but uh, doesn't look, they, we don't think he's going to play tonight. So those are the only other two centers left. And then that means uh, four of the five wingers, Ernie, Yanmark, Lavoie, Holloway, and Fogel, four of those five are going to play. So pretty hefty NHL roster on the back end. You might see some guys like Kemp and uh, Gleason, Deneen, maybe get in one final game before they go. DeHarnay won't play tonight. Uh, he's already played five games and uh, was out late, so uh, he won't play. Cody Cece hasn't played a game at home, so maybe he goes tonight or they just wait till Friday. Uh, Kulak and Ekholm uh, aren't going to go tonight either, in case uh, you were wondering. Uh, Calgary, uh, they are bringing uh, very few of their uh, top six forwards, uh, some young bottom six guys, so um, a very young slash uh, wrangler, Wranglers-like roster for Calgary. Dan Vladar is likely going to get tested tonight, I would think. Let's get to five questions brought to you by The Brick. Looking to revamp your living space for the holidays? Well, Bricks, buy more, save more, give more event. You can get up to 30% off select sofas, sectionals, or recliners, and a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Children's Miracle Network. That's from the Brick and the Brick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Gregor, question number one today. Who do you think gets more starts between the pipes, Skinner or Campbell? No, oh, man. A really good question. Oh, I think honestly, if if both are healthy, I, I've said all along, I, I don't think the split's going to be as like last year was 48 34. I think it'll be closer than that. Um, I will go Skinner 42 40. I think it's gonna be pretty close. I hope that's the case. I, I kind of have a feeling that we're going to get a bounce-back season from Campbell. So I'm going to say Campbell, uh, but similar to you. Very, very close when it comes down to it. 
and uh, give Campbell the edge on this one. Okay, question number two. As the Oilers preseason's gone on, I've I've been kind of scouring Twitter as I do, looking at the other fan bases and what they think. And there's a few people that look at the Oilers dirty, and some say the dirtiest team in the league. Would you say that the Oilers have any uh, dirty tendencies in their game? Hmm. Well, yeah. I think Evander Kane can play on the edge. Darnell Nurse can at times. Um, Dayhard A is not afraid of chop guys, but, you know, dry settle every now and then. Well, uh, you know, the grumpy German shows up, but, ah, anyway, today's standards, sure. Honestly, I, if Order fans read that, they should take that as a compliment. That means your team's not soft because for years the Orders were soft. Yeah, and I, I would agree. Play on the edge, go cross it every once in a while. Uh, be that team if you have to. Make it tough. Make it, you know, when teams see you on the schedule, like, okay, we're going to have a tough one. We might get hacked a little bit. I'm okay with it if I'm the Oilers. Uh, question number three. Uh, as we roll on, we'll talk a little bit about the Jays. Looks like they just uh, ended their... Okay, heading in the middle, uh, the bottom of the seventh here. So let's say they lose this game. Uh, does a management change need to happen? Was the manager making egregious base running errors? Was the manager unable to bring guys in constantly with runners in scoring position? It's always easy to blame the manager. Does Schneider, was every decision he made perfect? Of course not. But when I look at the majority of the decisions, the Jays are hitting the ball. They get down. So Chapman, if he's three inches fair, that's a tie game. So I saw it in game one. Like Chapman hit the ball farther. He just hit it to straightaway center field. It's not a home run where Lewis is a home run. So I don't know. No, I'm not saying John Schneider. If you want to fire the manager, sure. But is that going to change the Jays' inability in the postseason to get clutch hits? He's not swinging the bat. So I think it's too easy. Just it's it's always blame the coach, blame this, blame that. I don't uh, I don't really buy it. I, I'm going to say the Jays players got to got to uh, nut up a little bit here. Yeah, I mean I, I agree that they do. Uh, a clutch hit would be nice when you're stranding what like eight batters that they have already. But I don't like Schneider's uh, his management with his pitchers, and you know whether it's analytics or you know the the higher ups telling him you know to use those things. Uh, there, there's just so many head-scratching decisions. So I would be okay with it. Tell me to shake it up. Obviously, you have to find a manager who is going to be a big improvement. So that, that adds it a little more complications. But uh, I would be totally okay if they decide to make a change. If they can't rally here, final question for you. Uh, Leif Schreiber celebrates his birthday today. Turns 56 years old. What about the FIFA old. question? Oh, FIFA. Sorry, sorry. Yes, FIFA. Uh, they've announced uh, today that they're going to be having a lot of hosts for the 2030 World Cup. A uh, co-host will be Spain, Portugal, and Morocco. Uh, also, Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay will be hosting staging games. Uh, do you like having all these countries involved? Okay, so staging games in Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay. And then the playoffs will be in Spain, Portugal, and Morocco? It looks like that's what the plan is, yes. So I'm guessing... Because no one wants to bid and pay the ridiculous amount that they want. I think what's happening here is slowly federations around the world are realizing this is a joke what we're paying. Right? You know, and what they're asking for is beginning too much. So, but it also probably spreads it out. And you know what? Hey, you're going into Uruguay and Paraguay and Argentina, pretty hockey or sorry, soccer mad countries. Same as Portugal, Spain, and Morocco. So I think it. For fans, 
right? Like you travel to different places. It might, hey, let's go to the World Cup. We're going to go to one game in Spain. Then we can go to one game in Portugal or we'll go to another one in Morocco. Like it could make it a little bit more of a haul. This is probably actually a smart decision by them. I just, I don't trust anything that FIFA does. I think they're one of the more corrupt organizations going. So I hate the fact that it might even be a good idea because they'll just end up making more money. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like this idea. And then, you know, those countries hopefully have a world-class facility that they can continue to use, and it's not three or four being built for one tournament. So I, I hope it's a benefit. I kind of like it that you're uh, spreading it out. Final question here. Leif Schreiber celebrates his birthday. Uh, kind of a surprise. I know him from his acting, uh, but he also does voiceover work for HBO, Hard Knocks, and the 24-7 when they would cover the NHL. Uh, in your opinion, who's got the best voiceover there? And I'm talking just voiceovers not singing or anything like that oh morgan freeman not bad not bad who you got uh i like bill curtis personally i mean james earl jones is up there as well but bill curtis used to do uh crime shows just a smooth voice really yeah Yeah, very smooth Mm. american justice and cold case files so he's like the narrator voice yeah yeah you want to have a good nap you just listen to him talk just that deep full type of voice yeah just a just a smooth voice like you know he's gonna talk slowly and you're gonna be you're gonna be hooked on every word life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Hadn't thought about it. Text line is uh, heating up right now. Hey, guys, it's obvious they got to get rid of the manager. He just pulled Barrios for no reason. But again, he made that pitching change. It hasn't hurt the Jays. Have they given up a run since he got pulled? No, they haven't scored a run. Now, I might not like, but you know, but that's not going to change. They haven't, they haven't scored any runs. They haven't given up anything since they pulled them. So you could argue that it was the right decision because the game is still 2 nothing. They're not farther behind. That decision actually hasn't hurt the Jays in any fashion. Well, Kikuchi gave up both runs. Barrios, Kikuchi gave up. Barrios I thought got Barrios the runner on first, and then Kikuchi came in, loaded the bases. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, but then there was the error, was there not? Because there's only one RBI. Well, I was on with Simpson at that time, so wasn't there the one error? See, I, I was listening to Simpson too, okay. so I was kind of side eyeing it. Okay. Um, but so he loaded the bases. Kikuchi, Kikuchi did? did. Barrios had one on. He had five strikes through three. Like he was Five dealing. strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. He he looked good. So now what did they? Now did you hear the broadcast? What was the re, you you mentioned that analytics analytics? Why? How many pitches did he have? It's only the fourth inning, right? Three through. I gotta find the pitching stats here. 
Now, I'm guessing it was a righty-lefty matchup that they were looking at. 47. Okay, so they were going to the matchup as far as a lefty, which I would agree then it's probably too early to go to it. So that's a valid question. Um, I would love to know his answer. But you, as you said, Connor, and so it's easy to say it's always analytics. Part of it's got to be a gut feel too, right? Coaches always yeah, say there's it. some analytics and then there's a gut feel. And say, okay, well, you know what? The analytics will tell me that this lefty against this batter, the guy's hitting like 180. Okay. But if your starting pitcher is playing very well, then do you buck the odds? Because it's not like Barrios gets crushed, right? By lefties all the time. So I don't have a problem because there's something about here's the thing, and this is going to sound really bad. There's something about Schneider's face I don't like. And I, and that's the worst reason to want to fire a manager. I'll admit it. It's the worst. But there's just something about him. I don't know. When I look at him, I'm like, he doesn't seem likable. Do you get that? Like, I don't know what it is. I'm just like, meh. He doesn't. I don't know. There's something that just rubs me the wrong way. It's not even his decisions. There's just something that rubs me the wrong way about him. Jay's had a chance to get out of the inning. Uh, I think it was Bichette threw it away. So, yeah, you can't blame, can't blame Schneider for that. Yes. It, well, there's my point. So, base running errors, getting picked off at second, now throwing errors. And, and like that's a throw that you should make all day. You're standing right at second base. You're not even moving. So, now, it hasn't cost him a run yet, but. Hey, guys, my thought is, do you think the Jays' leaders are not mature enough? Now, that's a really good question. Mature enough in the sense of knowing when, like, I think, I don't know if Vladdy's immature. I think at times he he's his own worst enemy because he wants to do too much. And, and I know that's almost like a good quality to have. You want guys who care, but they can't care to the point that it's detrimental. Where they feel like, you know what, like Connor said earlier, there's a runner on third base. Why are you leading off that much on second to get picked off? You're not going to steal. So what are you doing? And like one extra stride to save it is even if you have to stop at third on a single, you're still safe. So we probably have to look deeper on the maturity thing for the Jays. I'll say this, though. I don't believe that outward emotion means you're immature. And I do think that sometimes as Canadians, people see somebody who's smiling, having fun. Oh, they don't care. You got to be serious all the time. And I will disagree with that. Everybody's a different personality. And if, and if some guy's dancing makes them feel better and more loose, great. As long as you produce and as long as you play well when it matters. So I don't care if you're the biggest singer, you're the biggest dancer, or you're somebody who has a stoic face 100% of the time. That to me doesn't matter. It's how you play. But I don't believe that if you are outwardly exuberant, that that means all of a sudden you don't care. I, I think that's a slippery slope. And keep in mind that Europeans and a lot of other cultures are more outgoing than we are in North America. That's a fact. I don't think anybody can debate that. We're a little bit like, well, geez, we don't want to show excitement. So if you have an issue with Guerrero because he's a little too outwardly jubilant, I'm not sure I buy that the reason why he's having a tough year. I think that's just who his personality is. And there's having fun doesn't mean you don't care. Connor Halley, he has lots of fun, but he cares about the sports update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota, and they care about savings right now. 
0% financing for 84 months. 0% on all compact BX tractors at volvoedmonton.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.